You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I'm so emphatic about preaching this today because I really believe I'm preaching to myself. I need the message today. I'm speaking on a subject today that I believe it's the absolute need of the hour for God's people. I see so many things happening that just discourages me with the compromise in our churches. And I'm not preaching about compromise or anything. I'm just so concerned as I see things changing. Camps are back in session this year and I can't look at the pictures. They're so grievous. Camps have changed all over America. It it seems like teenage kids have pulled their clothes off and leaders have, I'm just, I'm thinking, what in the world's going on here? Youth conferences, it just, everything's changed. Summer vacations, God's people, it just, it just grieves my heart. It's without a fail, every week somebody else is moving into this contemporary mood and and user-friendly. I'm going to tell you something, friend. You will not have a church in 10 years in America. Our churches are, are caving so fast. We're just changing. We're talking about how much we study the Bible, then we get rid of Sunday school to have our connection group. We throw away the salt book. I have a car that has come with XM radio. And in three months, it'll be up. So I punch this button every day, 20, 30 times a day, and I'm listening to a Christian music. And I, I, I turn it off, and I have to turn it off. Men that I've known, I've known of, and singers. And you can't, you can't, it's just, it's just nothing but a rock band. And we're bringing that into our churches. I, I truly believe God must be brokenhearted in heaven. Sunday night is just a little, little ditty at the most, and I love the preaching of God's men that preach here. I want to have a full choir and a choir and an orchestra and preaching and singing and shouting on Sunday night and Wednesday night, so much the more as you see the day approaching. We've raised our kids and our grandkids are getting raised. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. I don't know what you're going to have for your kids. Christian schools are closing left and right. All, all the, even the non-Baptist schools we used to play in this area are closing. Uh, our, our whole life is being governed by government. Our, our education, our health, everything in life, the government tells us what to do and tells us when we can go to church when we can and seems like people like it that way. David's an old man and he's writing to us. I don't know how it happened, but I'm an old man compared to many of the preachers in America right now. I feel I could outwork them. I feel I could stay with this thing 
night and day, 24 hours a day. I love what I'm doing. But I'm so burdened. Somehow, our grandparents gave to our parents, and our parents gave to us, and we gave to our kids. And somewhere along the line here, it's totally redefined. I'm thinking how stupid the parents must have been, how stupid the grandparents must have been, the great-grandparents, how dumb they must have been. They didn't know this. This is the way you do church. And now this new crowd comes in here, and I'm promising you this. I'll be dead and gone if the Lord tarries and you live. Uh, you're not going to have anything. You won't have invitations. You won't have tears. You won't have young men called to the ministry. You'll have them called to contemporary rock and roll um, uh, nightclubs. That's what you're going to have. Why can't we wake up? Why can't we realize you're going down a slippery slope? Uh, the, uh, our, our Christian women no longer dress like Christian women. Dress always defines the philosophy of the church. Always defines it. Always has. Exodus 32. Music's always defined the church. It's contemporary music. I hear you said you took my car to get gasoline and it came back and had that station on. That's how I found it. Thank you. Oh, no, but somebody else did. But uh, it wasn't on. But you probably do the same thing I do because you don't have. I just we hear it for a second. You got to shut it off. And it's so negative and so whiny and so sad and all about me. Drummers come in and beat away. I've got a feeling my voice is coming back and I'm going to preach for a while this morning. I, I, I'm just so, you're not going to have anything, trust me. I'm old enough. I lived it. I've, I saw it's no longer, we don't talk about new evangelicalism. That's a thing of the past. But that's what it was in my generation. You had to fight against the new winds blowing in the church. There's been modernism and there's been liberalism and there's been orthodoxy and neo-orthodoxy and then the contemporary movement. And, and now just anything goes. You will have nothing. You watch. New music has always been introduced, but to this day, who, who, in this, the, I was in church Sunday night, 1962, and my pastor said, the Beatles have come to town. Well, you know the Beatles' music back then, quite frankly, and I know they were all against it, and our churches were against it, Methodists, Presbyterians, the whole crowd, but, but at least it was, there was harmony. There was harmony, believe it or not. Two boys had their hair touching the ear, and the other two boys had haircuts like I, uh, except for they had more up here. And, 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 and they'd say, these long-haired boys, and I'm thinking, nowadays, you've got to be kidding me. But our Christian music doesn't even have, a, a, the lyrics don't match. I'm experiencing some real, all modern-day words, modern-day thoughts, all my troubles, all my heartaches, and I know there's some great songs about the heartaches and trials of life, even our own hymn book. I know all that. But the theme, and, and then it's, we worship you, we worship you. We, no, 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 no. Trust me, you won't have anything. This bald head tells me, and gray head tells me I've lived longer than most of you. 
relate to you today. It's a word I need in whatever journey of my life I have left. Today I want to introduce a word in your journey of life you must have. Because I believe we say it, but we have to embrace it. It's found in verse 3. The God of my rock in him. I want you to get ready to say the word. Will I, what is it? Trust. Trust is to be completely persuaded. It's to have all confidence. 100% confidence. The average Christian, uh, each of us in this room today, we, 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 we do trust God. But when God does not come through the way we planned or we prepare or we prayed, we give up on God. It's regular. If I go to the door to knock on the door or talk to a person passing tracks, happened this, uh, I passed them yesterday. It's, it's just regular. Where someone says, I, 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 was, I went to church, I, I prayed, I, I knew the Bible. But, but I tell you this, I gave up on God. My mother was dying. They'll give you an age, age 52. Yeah, that's young. My mother was dying. I prayed to God. God did not come through. Well, God's not some little genie. So I got my little, my, my little rabbit's foot. I can just pray. I get this. I get this. I need a million dollars. I got that. You're not trusting God. You're negotiating with God. You're not trusting God. You're bargaining with God. Really what we're saying is, God, it's my way or you're out. David's an old man and he trusted God for so much and God delivered him so many times. But David suffered agony when his son turned on his dad. And that son did everything to kill his own dad. You imagine the nights of sleeping and uh, sleepless nights. Oh, dear God, change my dear boy Absalom's heart. Just change him. God, bring him home. Bring him back right. And things go from bad to worse. He kills his brother, has him murdered. And it goes from bad to worse. And one thing after another, he sits Job's fields on fire. He begins an insurrection against his own dad. And now David is about ready to die. He'll die in these next two chapters. And he said, I want to just review my life. And I always won't take the time. You get to chapter 23 and 4. He said, you know, a king should uh, be like a, 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 a morning dew and rain and, and bring freshness to people. And his family should be. And he goes, but it's not that way with my home. My home's been a mess. I wonder how many prayers I've prayed for this church. I told the men at prayer last night, when we came here 46 years ago, there was no Montague Expressway, it was a Montague Road. You got to First Street about maybe half a mile down the road and it was gravel. And I wrote every single owner of property from De La Cruz here on Montague all the way to 
880 and then over to 680. I said, we want to buy your land. We had no money. Most of it was owned by Pacific Railroad, Southern Pacific Railroad. And I'd go on to park my car and pray, oh God, we, we, we have to have land. We have to have space. And I'd pray that the next lot, God, this may be the spot. Give it to us. We were on less than one acre, eventually made it to one acre for 31 years and grew by 100 people a year. I prayed, I fasted, I begged God. I'll say it now, I never said it before because you don't boast of fast. I'd start on Wednesday night after church, many of our church members did. I'd begin at dinner at Sunday, Wednesday night before church and fast Wednesday night, all day Thursday and Thursday night and Friday morning and then Late morning, early afternoon, eat on Friday every for years. God, give us land, give us land, give us land. And God never did. But I still can have confidence in God. There's 22 in our family. My wife and I, our kids, their mates and our grandkids. One of us is going to go first. I hope it's me. Any old grandpa would think that. I hope it's me. God forbid, I've even thought about it. Lord, I, I, I said, Lord, I don't want to think about it. But God forbid, I want to tell you something. I can trust Jesus. When I can't trace Jesus, I can trust him. I don't understand his ways. I thought I'd get to a point in my ministry where the road in my old age would be easy, but it's harder than it's ever been. And sometimes I get up and say, Lord, could we just have a good week this week? And most weeks I say, can I just have one good day where it's not sorrow and difficulty and pressure and heartache and disappointment and grief? You say, are you depressed? I am not. I love what I'm doing. I want a privilege to be a servant of God. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Life is full of uh, so many disappointments. But I'm going to trust them. I'm going to trust them with my life. I'm going to have full confidence where he comes through. Like I've had Christians I've done. I, I'm not just people on the door. People are Christians I've done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pray anymore. I'm not going to pray. It doesn't work. Oh, yes, it does. Many times God doesn't change the circumstance, but God can change me. I want his will for my life. And he will see to it that his will will be preeminent. David is writing here, and it's not a wish list. He said, I can trust God. Trust means I, in the good times, in the bad times, our country, if I had any money, I'd show it to you right now. But our pennies, our nickels, our coins and currency all says the same thing 245 years. In God, we trust. I'm asking you, church, are you trusting God today? I mean, are you trusting God too? Well, I've been praying for a, a mate and none comes, but are you trusting God? Well, I, I just, he's not coming through. I'll have to figure it out myself. Are you trusting God? Well, I want a house and God doesn't come through. So I think I'm going to work it out. And here's what I'm going to do to get a house. No, you're not trusting God. God, God can work it all out. God can figure it all out. God's not dumb. 
God's not foolish. He's not ignorant. He didn't slip up. If I had time, I, I have it all written here. I have starting in Psalms. I was going to take it through Psalms. I wanted to read it together where you could see trust. I will trust in him at all times. I wanted you to see all this scripture, but for the sake of time, I, I don't think we'll get there. I want you to see how we're in Psalm 112. If you'll turn there, I'll skip over. I was going to start Psalm 2. But I guess all the way over to Psalm 112. As you turn to Psalm 112, I'm asking you to leave here today and learn to trust God. Pastors that are watching, if the church grows, trust God. If the church doesn't grow, trust God. If the church splits, trust God. If the church has an insurrection, trust God. If things fall apart, trust God. When your car breaks down and you have to push it, trust God. When all your dreams of your life are shattered, trust God. Psalm 112 and verse 7. I'd like you to read the verse together with me. <laughs> Ready? Begin. He shall not be afraid. Trusting confidence. But here's the key. It means, first of all, that my, I'm anchored in I'm trusting. It's anchored. I trust in him. I, I, it's fixed. It's anchored. It's, it's secure. I hope that I don't have a faith. That as you get older on the journey of life, you become bitter and upset and angry and mad at man. And it's always a reflection of angry at God. You mark it down, if I get angry with God's people, it's because I'm angry with God. When we have all this inner conflict with one another, it's not this way that's the problem. It is always this way that's the problem. And, and the psalmist said, I'm, I'm, my heart is anchored, it's fixed, it's, it's so secure. In what? Trusting God. Trusting God. I'm anchored, I'm immovable, I'm not fickle. We sing trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I can remember almost 50 years ago leading music in my father-in-law's church. Wednesday night, simply trusting every day. Trusting through the stormy way. Even when my faith is small. Trusting Jesus, that is all. So there's a turn down in the economy worldwide, nationwide, California. And so what are you going to do? You're going to have to trust God. But I lost my job of 20 years, 15. Okay, we're going to have to trust God. Your health betrays you. You're going to have to trust God. I was texting back and forth with a preacher friend. He's about my age. And found out three months ago he has cancer. He's going into surgery on Tuesday. I'm trusting God for him. He's a good man, a godly man. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I didn't want to even say the outcome. Could, but, you know, I've known other people have had this and they've done great. I don't know the outcome. But I tell you what, I want him to just have total confidence in God. Total confidence in God. I, I want you to see that verse there and, Lauren, this is so strange to do this. Would you come and sing for us, please? Brother Caleb, if you'll go to the piano. Right before I came into the auditorium, I had this. 
song. It's just, I can't trust Jesus. I mentioned that my class today, there's five. She has a baby brother with the Lord. Beautiful boy, Jacob. Those four kids that sang, they had one more that would have been in that group. I watched that mom and dad trust God through that sorrow. Perfectly born, marched, I think 10 pounds, something. I watched the grandparents. I can trust God. Trust me, I'm always going to have, come on, Sister Lord, please. I can always have confidence in God. Oh, I better get your microphone. You want me to get your microphone here? Is that okay? All right. Good girl, thank you. God picked up a sparrow that could no longer fly. He brushed off its wounds and then watched it soar into the sky if he's mindful of creation on this i can depend i am his child and i can place all my trust in
takes care of me. I can trust Jesus. He takes care of me. I can promise you could trust him today. What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord. I want to just trust him. When things don't go right, and that's often. And when things break your heart, and you live long enough, you know what I'm talking about. Many of you have had sorrows beyond what I could ever think. I could trust him. I wonder, can he trust me? I hope I can say with the psalmist here, my heart's fixed. It's anchored. And where was it anchored? Uh, it was anchored in the Lord, he said. Not in the circumstance. I, I want to close today, and I'm not near done. That's just my first thought. But I want you to go back to our text, and we'll wrap it up here. In 2 Samuel, please. In chapter 22, you can't trust God. You dear people, God lets you live. And I've been transported to heaven by way of an old, uh, by death. I think it might get hard in America. I think it might become difficult. I think Christianity is going to be outlawed. I believe it. You're going to have to trust them. And your children are going to need to watch a father and mother that when this country moves further against God, and they are, the flick of a button. You were singing, looking for a city the other night, Sunday morning. And while you were singing, 11,000 people were watching it. And it's gone up many times this year to 40,000, 50,000, 60,000, 80,000 people watching church right here. But the flick of the button, and we've already known some things about that, they could take us off. I don't know how much these computer companies want God on their airways. I don't know how much Washington, D.C. wants God in their government. And it hurts me not for me, but it hurts me for you what's ahead. You're going to have to get strong, man. You're going to get strong, ladies. God's people strong. Teenagers stop all, and young people stop all the attraction to the world. I wonder in our Christian churches right now, what would even be called worldly? Nothing. Is there any such thing as worldly music? Is there any such thing as worldly dress? Is there any such thing as worldly philosophy? I, I, I think in the average fundamental Baptist church, it's extinct. And we have many men that haven't bowed their knee. Yes, but nothing's worldly. Yet God says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And if man love the world, the love of the Father's not in Then why are we trying to make our churches look like the world? I don't believe God's people even want it truthfully. But I think most of us as pastors, we cave in. Oh yeah, there'll be a battle. Wherever you draw lines, your battle. I look here that 
His heart was anchored. The psalmist's heart, David, was anchored. But I see, secondly, he was anchored because he knew God's way was the perfect way, not his own. In 2 Samuel 22, verse 31, as for God, 2 Samuel 22, 31, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. And when I look, look, there's two ways here. His way and verse number 33, my way. His way is perfect, but he can make my way perfect if I, the key word is to trust in him. I must trust in God. I don't like the outcome. I don't like the results sometimes. But I know the outcome and the results are always perfect because I serve a perfect God. God's perfect. And our mission this week is to go tell everybody I was had a stop about 5.30 last night over near Las Gatos and I, just, I stopped in and I began to witness to a man there working at the place. And he said, Pastor, come to my office here. And he took me to his office and he said, no, I'm not a Christian. But he said, look this, and he had typed out on his notebook there, the 12 tribes of Israel. And he had them, and he says, here's what I'm trying to figure out right now. And I said to him, you know, I said, Felix, you know what God's doing? I, I can't tell you got saved yet. He might be here this morning. He said he's going to try to come one of these days soon. God's working on that dear man's heart. He's looking about the tribes of Israel. He said, I know, I know I need something. God's working in that man's heart. This world out here, brother, brother, brother uh, Cooper, you, you, on the way, you were walking to church this morning and there are several people walking a dog or jogging and they all stopped in, several to talk to you along the way we're talking about that. People, people want something more than they have. What they need is God, and they need to trust God. I can't, I can't trust you. I can't trust the church. I know. Can't trust the pastor. I know. You can't trust one another. So many times, I know. But you can't trust government. I know. But you can trust God. Even when God doesn't do it the way that you expected. And here he is. He said, "His way or my way." Second Kings, don't turn there for the sake of time. I've just been amazed at all the stories I've read in my personal Bible reading this week. One day they were having trouble. The children of Israel are going to be invaded by another country. They're going to be slaughtered in their own land there. And God says, you go ahead and make ditches. Dig ditches. Had those people out there all night long digging ditches and digging ditches and digging ditches. There's no way water could get in those ditches. And the next morning, when the enemy got up and looked, they saw all these ditches and it was filled with blood. But it wasn't blood. God put some water there and maybe the sunrise, I don't know what it was, but it all looked red. They said, oh my goodness, they're going to kill us. And they ran and fled. God did miracle after miracle. I went to figure it out, dig ditches. God has a way. God's way is always perfect. And may we say in our adversity, in our trials, that God, it's always your way is the right way. The dark ages, 
You tell those 100 million people in 1,200 years that died at the hand of Romanism. It's called the Dark Ages. You can study it for yourself on computer. They slaughtered Christians everywhere. I imagine those people the night before, they were to be guillotined and speared to death. I imagine they prayed. Well, God didn't answer their prayer. But let me tell you something. God's way is perfect. I don't understand the Dark Ages. I don't understand the death of all the disciples. How that even Stephen, a, a deacon, was stoned to death and Matthew was slain in Ethiopia. Ethiopia and Peter and Simon were crucified and, and, and Andrew was tied to the cross, died and James was beheaded. And, and Philip was pierced with lances and James the last was thrown from the temple and then beaten to death at the temple. And Judah, the book of Judah, Judah was shot with, with arrows and Matthias was stoned to death and Paul, he knew that they were coming any day, the time my departure's at hand. I'm ready to be offered and they sliced his head off from his body. Don't you think these guys prayed, God, I prayed and prayed, but, but they still trusted God. His strength is perfect. His way is perfect. Uh, I close verse 37. Thirdly, thou hast enlarged my steps under me. He will always give grace. He will always give grace regardless of the trial. It's not in our song book nor in most song books anymore. I trust in God. I know He cares for me. On mountain steeps or o'er the rolling sea, the billows roll. And oh, how He speaks to my soul, my Heavenly Father's watching over me. I trust in God. No matter what may be, on mountain steeps or on those rolling seas, I can trust Him. I hope in the many years that I hope yet to live if the Lord tarries. I hope to get very aged, loving God, serving God. I'm not thinking I'm on the next loadout. But I hope that ever God allows me to live, I hope I'm always going to trust Him. People come and go, I hope I trust Him. People break your heart, I hope, I hope you and I will trust Him. There's death in your family. I hope we'll trust him. There's sorrow in your life. I hope you'll trust him. There's what you and I think is unanswered prayer. I hope we'll trust him. I can't trust Jesus. Well, I've preached longer than usual. I bring to you the message that God wanted me to hear today. I, I want to know, I want to say it publicly. I've said everything, I, I, everything I, I, I've told this church publicly what I believe and where, and I, I tell our preacher boys, rehearse it regularly. For our workers, here's what I believe, here's where we're going. And you rehearse it, you gotta lay it out there, this is where we're going. And tonight, I, today I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna live these days of my life more than ever just trusting God. Just trusting Him. Total confidence in Him. When God, 
once again, doesn't answer my prayer like I, I want him to. I'm just going to, by the grace of God, pray and trust him and realize the outcome is always God. It's always God. You can't trust him. My heavenly Father watches over me. What though the way be stormy, my Father planned it all. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.